Hey lovelies, welcome back. So today we're talking about the number one obstacle that could keep you from graduating college debt-free. Don't let it get you. Don't let this be the thing that um, drags you down, right? We're going to combine some practical thoughts on this with some research and um, psychological insight as well. So you're not going to want to miss this. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do, thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey girl, so I didn't have my microphone plugged in correctly at the beginning of this episode, so I hope you can hear me better now. (laughs) So welcome back to Money Mental Peace. Yes, we're going to talk about this number one obstacle that might keep you from your goal, but before I do that, I wanted to give you the next step in um, the mo- one of the modules that will be in my upcoming course, the Debt-Free College Blueprint, which will take you step-by-step step how you too can graduate from college debt-free. And I realize I might be posting some of these episodes out of order, so you'll hear about module six today and then module five in a couple days. Oh, well, like that's okay. I'm just trying to give you a taste of what is coming. So you can see if you're interested in doing this course with me, right? So let's see. When you guys take the course, module six will be called Show Me the Money Grants. So we're going to talk about what grants are. Grants versus scholarships and independent student funding versus federal funding. Grants connected with the FAFSA. There's private grants. There are educational awards along with AmeriCorps and also different grants for financial need. And I'm going to be talking through how to apply for grants and, you know, when might you hear back from them and just all your questions or any questions that I can think of answered on grants. Let me know if you have any questions in the Facebook group, which is the Christian College Girl Community dash scholarships and graduate debt free. So it's also in the description below. You can click on the link for the Christian College Girl community and join us, answer the questions, um, get on our email list. And, you know, if you don't like emails, you can unsubscribe. But answer all the questions, get on our email list to hear info about the upcoming course. And I will be talking about grants in Module 6. People hear about scholarships a lot, but I got quite a few grants that helped me go through college debt-free. If you're new here, that's what this is all about. But we're not talking just about getting through college debt-free. Well, I'm sorry, we are. We're not just talking about getting money. 
Like that's being on the offensive, right? To do it. We need to talk about being on the defensive against the number one obstacle that will keep you from graduating debt-free. Do not let it get you. And that is credit card debt. Ooh, right? Okay. Those of you who know Dave Ramsey or Dave Ramsey fans, you know what's coming. Those who have never heard this before, you are in for an adventure. Okay. (laughs) Dave Ramsey pretty much says credit cards are the biggest scam in freaking history. That's his quote, not mine. So Americans owed almost a trillion dollars in credit card debt in 2019. I'm sure it's updated now, but just even saying that much is crazy. Now, we're in college, right? There's so many different sources online to read things. You should not necessarily take my word for these things. Go ahead and look up, um, you know, Google that, or I will link the Dave Ramsey video that I got some of these stats from in the description because you should always ask people what their sources are for things, right? So, but some of this will also be common sense and logic and related to how you're like feeling with cards and stuff and buying things. So, just keep all of that in mind, okay? So, yeah. So, that's how much, that's a lot of credit card debt. And apparently, 70% of those people do not pay it off every month, okay? I I mean, I see that around me. That's not hard to tell. Um, see, when you're using a card, when you're using plastic, on average, studies have shown that you spend more money about 12 to 20% more than you would have just spent with whatever you're buying. Like if you're going to buy a drink from the vending machine, oh, you might also get candy and chips and whatever else. And, but if you pay with cash, um, cash is like a pain center connected to the brain. You hand over cash, you hand over presents, faces, and you're like, ooh, that kind of hurt. Like that was, felt like a lot of money. And credit cards and plastic tend to reduce emotional friction because you're not comprehending how much is in your bank or how much is in your wallet and like it's getting close to being zero, right? And this could be different with different people, but as a general rule, um, there have been many studies on this, not just in marketing, but it's the psychology of it, of spending, right? Imagine back like when spending hurt. Would it hurt when you had to buy something maybe like fix something on your car and it depleted your bank account to almost zero, right? Yeah, that hurt because you saw what it was getting to. So it could be that or it could be like cash in your pocket. It's like depleted. But if it's a card that's not connected to your actual cash or your bank account, like a debit card is, if it's a credit card that you're just paying back later, it's almost just like there's like an unlimited mouth you can just start buying things and that can be dangerous. So here's where this comes in. We're going to talk a little bit more about other psychology and marketing with credit cards, but in Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, he talks about a study. And again, if you take the course, go ahead and check his sources because we need to always check sources, right? (laughs) But that oftentimes college students on campus who like sign up for a card, right? Maybe at like a opening fair welcome back day or whatever. There's like credit card companies set up there and they might sign up for a card and students 
or honestly anyone, is often loyal to like their first card. Now that might not always be the case, but think of it in everyday life. Like if you got a first car and you really liked it and then you become loyal to that brand or you work like, right, I live kind of near Detroit, not not really close, but it's like in the vicinity. And so like there are a lot of Ford cars, vehicles around here. So if someone's worked for Ford, they buy Ford cars. You know what I'm saying? So there's some loyalty to brands, even just those of you who have iPhones out there. That's okay. We can all be in cults. I mean, the cult of Apple iPhones. Um, yeah, I know. I also have my podcast on Apple Podcasts, but like Mac and Apple is kind of like people are, you guys out there are kind of fanatical. <laughs> like I have an Android, but I'm not like going to die associated loyal to it, but whatever. I digress. A lot of times college students go and, oh, sign up for this credit card get a free taco on us over at the local Taco Bell on campus. I don't know. You're selling your soul for a taco, pretty much. Now, I'm not saying, like, you're just so terrible with money and handling a credit card. But really, think about your friends and people on campus and whatever. Just, do they really know how much they're spending? Even just buying something from the vending machines every day. And I'm not saying you can't ever buy anything. Goodness knows I love doing that. But... Can you just imagine the flippancy of, is that a word, the flippancy of, like, being flippant? Anyways, getting, signing up for, if studies, you know, if we're doing the general gist of how studies often are with those in America, you might be signing up for a lifetime of debt for one free taco. Like, it's not worth it, babe. Okay? That could derail your debt-free college journey altogether. Maybe you're getting through college, like the actual paying for college debt-free, but graduating with credit card debt, you're not debt-free, right? I mean, you still have that to pay off, even if you don't have to pay on student loans. Credit card um, interest is often even more aggressive and higher than student loans, depending on the situation. This is a huge, huge thing that could derail you. But there might be some arguments you guys bring up in your mind because obviously we're not talking in person right now together. And I want to address those. So some people talk about collecting airline miles or like cashback or whatnot with cards. So obviously it's your choice how you handle this. But also studies have shown that sometimes those who collect airline miles are the worst. Did you know that there's up to, throughout, at one point in the research, there's been up to 90% of airline miles are not redeemed? So basically, you're spending more money to put miles on this card that you're on for a trip you're never going to take. Not everyone, but please understand me. I'm using general terms here. Okay. Credit card companies are world-class marketers. You're going to get a free trip to Europe that's not actually free. Like, you spent more money to get up to those airline miles. And a lot of people are just kind of massively in denial about this, thinking you're beating them at their game. But it's kind of like gambling, not that I am a gambler. But people still go to casinos, but 
the house is going to win 99 out of 100 times. Yes, there's still an option and people think that they'll be the one or like winning the lottery. And listen, I'm not saying you don't have a chance to win the lottery. Maybe that's how you graduate debt-free. Maybe you randomly win the lottery. But you know that we're not relying on it, right? So, yeah, just (laughs) people, whenever there are rewards on credit cards, it often gets to the point that you're spending enough to get the cash back reward or the airline miles that would have been the same price of what you got anyways if you didn't spend all that many. I don't know if that logic just made sense to you because I kind of stumbled over my words there, but but do you make does that make sense like if you're trying to win something by doing more of something and the more of something is spending more money on your credit card, then it's not necessarily free what you're winning. This can seriously derail you graduating from college debt-free. For real. I think I've said for real too many times. Now, I do use a debit card. I've never had a credit card. I don't have a credit card, but I do use a debit card because, like, buying something on Amazon or online or whatever, oftentimes, you know, you need a card or, you know, there are other ways to do it. But why do I use that? Well, a debit card is connected to your bank account. So, It's connecting to a checking account and you can only spend the money that is in there. And I know people have talked about uh, paying with plastic doesn't hurt as much. I tell you what, paying with my debit card does because if I like if there's no money left in the bank, (laughs) that's a problem. So I'm really like tuned in to if I am spending with my debit card, making sure it's on my budget so that I know where the money is going. And so that's another option, you know, because you might not want to carry on cash all the time. See, pain is off is associated with memory, right? If you're if you're gonna stick your hand on top of a hot stove, why would you not? Probably because you remember a time that you burned yourself and you're not gonna do it again. So unless sometimes people are burned with money they don't always know. But we can observe it. Like, you don't always have to be the one who burns their hand. It could be your little brother and you're like, "Ooh, I'm never going to touch the stove like that. So this is where I suggest using cash or if not, you know, if you need to carry a card, which I understand there are instances for that, I really encourage a debit card. Now, research also shows that the more money you make, which I know you're not making a lot right now, but think of it in the future. And when you graduate, right, let's say you graduate debt-free with, from college, but then you get a credit card and it's just like there's lifestyle inflation. The more money that you make, studies show the more credit card debt you have because you're like, oh, I can cover it. But then I'm saying you, like not you specifically, but people out in the world, they don't keep up with it. So there's no emotional friction that there will be pain associated with this memory because they think, look, I earn this much money. No, <laughs> don't let the lifestyle inflation, like, like okay, if you earned $20,000 a year and spent $20,000, okay, but then lifestyle inflation is the concept, oh, you got a raise and you're earning $25,000 a year and you're spending $30,000 because you have a credit card and then you think you have more of the money. I mean, hopefully after college you make more than $20,000, but it's just an example. It's just credit cards are no joke and cash or debit card 
Dave Ramsey suggests just cash, but personally me with a debit card because it's connected to my bank um, touches pain centers in the brain. They're activated when you're giving money out of your own account or situation versus just, oh, put it on the on credit and I'll pay it back later, right? Now, one question, one concern that you might be bringing up is, well, how do I develop a credit score then without a credit card? Now, technically, the answer is there are other ways to do it on having a loan and whatnot, but no, stop. Stop in your tracks. Why do you need a credit score? I really want you to think about that. Maybe even pause it to think about it. Why do you need a credit score? So what is a credit score for? To have good credit so that you can get a loan? Yes. To have good credit so you can get a business loan or a personal loan or a car loan or buy a house, right? Or a boat. You probably don't need a boat though. <laughs> okay, yes, you can use credit score to help with that, but then you're just getting into more debt, getting a car loan or a um, boat loan or personal loan or whatever. So I want to pause you there. Credit scores are not necessary. Just like I say college is unnecessary, but it can be great. Well, credit scores are unnecessary, and I'm not actually going to say it can be great. Let me explain. Okay, if you're graduating debt-free, I mean, I tell you about in this podcast how you don't need student loans, right? Okay. In place of a credit card, you can use a debit card, cash. Okay. Now, with a car, I can go more in depth in another episode if you guys would like, but Instead of paying a car loan every month, the idea is to buy a cheap car for cash, save up for it, buy a cheap car for cash, and instead of paying on that car loan every month, save that amount that you would be paying on the car loan. Save it in a certain, I don't know, one of your bank accounts or bank account, and you can save up in another year or so for a nicer car. Now, why would you do that? It sounds the same. No, because if you have a car loan, each time the interest is building. So you end up paying for more, more money to get that car than if you had saved up and done it on your own. Go ahead and look up Dave Ramsey, uh, saving for a car or no car loan on YouTube, and it'll explain it more further. So basically, we've learned we don't need that. How about if you're going to start a business? There's so many business opportunities now that you can just start with the internet. I I would say just do not dig yourself into the hole of having debt. I started this business zero down, just doing it on the online, helping students find scholarships for college, starting a podcast online for free. Sure, you could pay in to get some training on it. Like, I would encourage that. But no, we're not going to do debt for that. Very last point, a house. Now, I would love to buy a house for cash because it would significantly lower how much money I was spending on it. For real, if someone's going to buy a house for $100,000, not that you can usually find much for that amount nowadays, but we're going to round it just for ease of use, $100,000. But if you have a 30-year mortgage, I don't have the calculations right now, but it could be tens of thousands of dollars more that you're paying because of the interest that builds up. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily will have the funds to buy a house for cash, um, but that is the one debt I would be okay with 
if someone was paying on a mortgage. But I would encourage you to get a 15-year mortgage because it would significantly lower the amount that you're paying in interest. But we're not talking about that right now. What I am talking about is a credit score. You do not need, people think you need a credit score to buy a house, to get a mortgage. You don't. You don't need it. You can do manual underwriting. That's what it's called. I'll say it slower because I think I'm talking kind of fast. Manual underwriting. Now, there are different companies that can do it, but you can look that up on Dave Ramsey's website as well for, uh, I think it's called Churchill Mortgage is one he suggests, and then there are some other ones. Manual underwriting is basically them looking into you, (laughs) looking into how you pay for your bills, how you have your budget, how you don't have debt, how you keep up with things, basically to see your financial literacy and maturity to be able to pay back this mortgage, not with because you have a credit score, but because you handle your money well. It might take a little longer to get it situated because I look through all of that, but there's even more of a chance that such a people, such a people, such people would be paying back this mortgage because of how you handle your money already. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is you don't need a credit card. You don't need a credit score. They're unnecessary. And if you're graduating from college with no student loans but have credit card debt, you're not really graduating debt-free. You're still having to pay people back. So I just really want you guys to keep that in mind as you go on today. Now, that is talking about how to defend against debt and lifestyle inflation, whatever, so that you can graduate debt-free. But what if you want monies to do that? Money, money. So just a reminder, in module six of my upcoming course, The Debt-Free College Blueprint, I talk about grants. There are scholarships and grants, and they're, those are different. And I'll explain what the difference is and how you can find some and get some grants and the situation with that. So I would love for you to hear about that. So I really hope that you would get on the bandwagon for this. There's nothing like it out there on the internet. I'm so excited for this course, which just lays out so specifically. What if you could know that you could graduate debt-free because of these steps that I have laid out on how I did it and others as well? So go ahead and join the Facebook group, the Christian College Girl Community, so that you can be notified ASAP about this upcoming course. And when I launch it, it'll be a super, super cheap discount that I might barely ever do again um, because I just really want to get out into the world and help you guys. So go ahead and join the debt. I'm sorry, join the Christian College Girls Facebook community, Christian College Girl community. (laughs) I just get so excited. This is a passionate topic for me that I like my mind is going faster than my words, if that's it, or words faster than mind. I'm not sure, but I really think this could change your life, this course, and I encourage you guys to sign up for the Facebook group so that you can get info on that, and go ahead and get money in that regard, and also lower the chances of you having debt after college because of credit cards. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, if this was fascinating, let me know. If you've never heard these ideas before, let me know. And you can check out the Dave Ramsey video below in the link in the description because he is a lot more blunt than I am in this. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you have a lovely day that this blessed you. 
And really, I encourage you to just ask God for help to go through all of these steps and be able to graduate from college debt-free. Until next time, bye! Hey, girl! Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.